0: Bar, the bar and the holy Hello and welcome to Tofop, I'm Charlie Clawson
1: And I'm Will Anderson uh, I've got something to talk to you about Awesome. Uh, basically I went and saw a comedy show by a guy called Tom Bellard Who we've had on Tofop before mm-hmm. He's a Tofop guest And uh, he, he his show is about a relationship he had with another comedian That people will know called Josh Thomas Right, Josh Thomas wrote a a very well-received show when he first came out. Like, his show was called Surprise. Um, And and it was kind of about this first gay relationship that he had with, uh, you know, Tom Bellard. And I saw that show and it's a really wonderful show. And then, like, two years later, I've gone to a recording. Like, Tom was recording his show... uh, for like a like a CD, you know, to put out, so people will be able to hear it. And when it comes CD,
0: get off a it, grandpa. It wasn't for a CD. It was for
1: a digital download. Well, a, a, a cast single He was doing a cast single a Eight track. Yeah, reel to reel.
0: <laughs> I think he was doing it onto a wax cylinder. Yeah,
1: there was some sort of gramophone involved. I'm not really sure. Uh, there was two tin cans and a string, but everybody got a can, so it was going to be fine. Uh, so he's basically um, yeah recording it, and, and you know when it comes out we'll put a link on the on the site. Um, but it's a really great show. I really really enjoyed it. But as I was driving here, I was thinking that what I enjoyed more of it was that I'd already seen one person's mm-hmm. side of that story, yeah, and then I saw a different artist talking about pretty much the exact same things but from a completely unique perspective. Yeah, right. And I thought, instead of making fucking sequels in Hollywood now, what they should do, instead of making the same movie over and over again, make the exact same movie, but from a different character's perspective. Yeah, it's the Rashomon
0: uh, theory, where you tell the same story from lots of different angles.
1: But, But what I'm saying is, like... Imagine if I mean, and obviously you know, uh, this is impossible to do because of circumstances that happened after that. But if Christopher Nolan announced after the um, Dark Knight that the sequel to the Dark Knight was going to be the Dark Knight, but told from the Joker's perspective, that would make just as that much would have much made it just as much money easily, easily. So instead of them going back to all these movies and like completely remaking them and just going, we've got no new ideas, tell the stories that people love but from another character's perspective. Well, you know what
0: kind of did that it was Back to the Future 2 because he did go back to the 50s where there was an alternate version of himself and you did sort of see a lot of the same scenes but told from a point. I mean, that's the genius of, well, I don't know genius maybe be a stretch of the word, but that's what is enjoyable about the second one is you get to see them recreate the scenes you love, but from shot outside the gymnasium where the school are having their dance and stuff like that. We talk about Back to the Future a lot on this podcast. Adam Sandler and Back to the Future, neck and neck. Like, it
1: literally (laughs) is one of those things where sometimes this podcast, it, it, it teaches me stuff about myself. Yeah. Like, it teaches me about... If I haven't planned it out, if I haven't thought about it, what are the topics I come back to? And one of them seems to be Back to the Future.
0: Well it's the it is the best time travel film ever made. I think it's like it would be my one of my top three films. If I had to Desert Island. I think it would definitely be my Desert Island movie, Back
1: to the Future. Yeah, you can watch it over and over.
0: I hate it's it's such a good film and it and it holds up so well. Like even the eighties-ness of it with the DeLorean and, and, and stuff is it, it still holds up. Like it's some I mean, they're remaking DeLorean, did you know that? No. Someone bought the company and they are now, DeLorean is going back into business, but they're exclusively making that model of the car. That's how influential Back to the Future is. Well, I know. They're going to, re,
1: they're going to recreate a car from 1984. <laughs> like, yeah, without the actual bit of the car that made that car really exciting. <laughs> uh, it's it's like, yeah, it's a car. It looks just like kit. Can it talk or solve crimes? Oh, no, 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 but it looks just like Kit. Um there's an Australian author called Matthew Riley who writes kind of um, you know sort of well, actually, I've never read his books, but he's he's a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I'm not sure he's an author. He's my neighbour. No, he's got a great story. Uh, some people might know this story, but I, I believe that you know, he was a young kid who wanted to write those sort of Tom Clancy-esque sort of big, you know, what would be big movies. Espionage type. Yeah, but he wanted to write, and I think he's got this character called the Scarecrow or Scarecrow or something like that. It's uh, about uh, Wurzel Gummidge. It's a <laughs> Wurzel Gummidge gritty reboot. Like DC's about to launch a lawsuit. <laughs> So some sort of spy thing, some sort of Tom Clancy thing. Not really sure, but he believed in this, and no one, you know, believed in it. He self-published, and it sold like, you know, tens of thousands of copies or hundreds of thousands of copies, and he's become a really, you know, world-renowned successful author. And one of the things that he has done, like with his, you know, his filthy book money, is that he has bought one of the DeLoreans, but literally one of the ones that was used in the, the movie, yeah, wow. Back to the Future.
0: So does it still have all the shit on it?
1: Yeah, it yeah, looks right.
0: it because you know how it had different iterations in mm. the second and the third one. Do You know which one it is. I think
1: it, no, I, I can't remember. I, I saw like I've seen. You know what the thing is, I've seen it in several articles.
0: Yeah, right. Like so it's
1: it's he, obviously he was in <laughs> Australia. He had it imported. Yeah, and it's obviously one of those things when the publishers calls and they're like, um, we want we'd like to interview the book guy, but what are we going to do with a book guy like that has a you know funny picture in the paper. And he's like, you know, he has a DeLorean, right? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get the DeLorean in the photo again. It's, the
0: DeLorean's getting a lot of work. I wouldn't I I wouldn't want to go sit in a DeLorean or the Blues Brothers car or Kit or, you know, Mad Max's Interceptor because I think that would just ruin the magic completely. Because I remember reading an article when I was like 12 when the first Batman came out and, you know, that iteration of the Batmobile. Yeah. Uh, one of the car mags like Wheels or something did a... They reviewed it like they would review one of their normal cars mm. and they just trashed it. The guy said, you know, it's just a fiberglass shell and an old Chevy, you know, engine block. And it's like, did you expect it to be a real fucking Batmobile?
1: Plus, it's not like the, the Batmobile, like the literal Batmobile is getting retraded. <laughs> <You laughs> Do you know what I mean? Value. It's not like Batman needs a fucking appropriate <laughs> market value. Yeah, that's it's right. the Batmobile. It has its own value. That would be an awesome trade in, though. You
0: just see the fucking tumbler come roaring into the fucking car yard. (laughs) What can I get for this? Well, we have a 1986 Toyota Corolla.
1: Does it have air conditioning? (laughs) Does it have AM and FM radio? Yeah. I like to listen to the cricket in downtime before crimes. Uh I guess the Batmobile has all those things, right? Like I guess the no.
0: Batmobile No the Batmobile would be a it wouldn't have a it would have a police scanner. He's not gonna be listening to fucking music. He's gotta be it's a work vehicle. He's only listening out for crime. You can't imagine that. He's like listening to like, you know, uh a fucking super request. Yeah. When the Joker's breaking to a bank. Yeah. Can't have Batman doing <laughs> that.
1: Can you play LMFAO? <laughs> <laughs> um no, of course he can. It's he's the Batman. Oh, he you can have like it, lots of it, it, different lots of, screens yeah, and okay. stuff. Yeah. So he can have like up screens out like there, and he can you have know, like I mean, Channel V or MTV or whatever. They have to have it because sometimes, like at the gym, you know, where all the TVs yeah, yeah. are like, you know, they're all. You yeah, can yeah, kind of see what's going on. Because yeah. yeah. uh, you're
0: going to have a supervillain at some stage yeah. take over all the radio stations and TV screens and exactly. make his outrageous demands. So Batman needs to have. He has to have fucking Foxtel in his car.
1: Yeah. Oh, you know he's a
0: millionaire because he's got Foxtel in his car. He
1: needs to monitor. Every communication that's going on, so yeah, of course you never know where the joke is. Yeah, gonna the joke is going to pop up, like so I he's mean, on Twitter as if well. If the Joker comes and makes his thread on some really obscure like podcast that Batman doesn't listen to, oh. like he can get away with months of things <laughs> because Batman just doesn't subscribe to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly.
0: <laughs> he got foiled because he's got a PC.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if only
0: the Joker put it up on
1: Zoom, <laughs> I could have stopped it. So, he, but he would have like obviously air conditioning and stuff like that. That cup holders, would there be cup holders in the mobile? There would be one yeah. there. When is he do- no to hold things like tear gas and shit? Not, but you not could also hold like coffee. You could also put your coffee in there. <laughs> like, if he went through and got a coffee in the morning, he could put the coffee, like, he'd take the tear gas out of the holder for a minute and put it on yeah, the he, seat. He's, cra- he's
0: crad- cradling it in his lap. <laughs> You know it'd be yeah. hilarious if you're doing like Nolan's Batman, because you know in the tumbler when he goes into battle mode, he gets like he holds two handles and he goes down into the front part of the car and he's yeah. like, imagine he's got his cup of coffee, he says a joker, i fuck got to go into battle mode, and you can see him fumbling that <laughs> cup as he tries to go in the front cockpit out of the tumbler. Ow, 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 ow. Good thing this is burned proof. Burn.
1: <laughs> he's talking about his suit, not the tumbler. I I um I think he would you get all that shit put in. Like, you know, you'd just, you'd still want it to be, like, you'd have seat sea warmers. Like when, you're any rescuing, other
0: th- when you're rescuing Rachel Dawes, I guess you want her to feel comfortable.
1: Yeah, and also, but you know what the thing is? A
0: little mirror. Would you have a makeup mirror with the <laughs> lights on the side? And an you tag
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. Doing a chase scene. Dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 goes over a bridge here. <laughs> you know what I'd also like to say on the, on the back of the Batmobile? Uh, One of those My Family stickers.
0: What? I've been reading about this. What are the My Family stickers? Uh, Have you not seen them? They're on the back of every fucking car
1: in this country. I've read about them on on Twitter, but I don't know what they are. Right. Are they... It's a new thing? Yeah. And they're (gasps) fucking... Sorry. They are everywhere. Like... So, basically, it's just like, you know, kind of cartoony, you know, stick figure kind of pictures of different family members. So, whatever your family is. So, you and Jem could go, out like, our family on the back of the car and have, like, you, like, a young guy. And then it'd have, like, a, you know, young woman. Yeah. And then you put, like, you might have Junior, dog. the dog. Yeah. Like, so, you might like hey, that's our family. So, you'll see so you're basically
0: with- just giving psychopaths all the information they yeah. need. <laughs>
1: Yeah, these are the vulnerable children we have in yeah, our house. Exactly. We have eight of them. There's no way we're looking after all of them at the same time. You know, go for it. And so, well. If you're I- single, like, can you put up, like, your, your
0: your boyfriend or girlfriend is only married? Yeah. I mean, do you have gay Australian family stickers? Are there two dudes?
1: Well, I mean, you know what? There's just dudes. So you can just go and what grab do you get a them dude. From? I don't know.
0: Oh, you buy them the, and you put them up yourself? Yeah, I think so. Well, you know what? I like, assume that's what it is. Is it like baby on board? Is it a precautionary thing? No. It's, just like it's not
1: telling you who's in the car at all times. That's what baby on board is meant to be. Like, no, it's literally, look at me. I, not only do I have a four-wheel drive, but here is the family that I've also produced. I've shot several people out of my penis <laughs> and I want to fucking brag about it on a car.
0: That is strange.
1: Well, I, I don't know if I should be talking about this, because like, it's, nice. it's kind of illegal. But his, so Amy and I came up with something he the other day. a
0: pound of kettlebell. <laughs> I stole this from Randwick Racecourse, and we're going to do it all and talk about Back to the Future. Um, Maybe illegal, I'm not sure.
1: Uh, this may be illegal, although we haven't done it. So it's probably not illegal to describe a crime that you are considering committing.
0: If it was minority report, you'd go to jail.
1: Oh, for a thought crime. Is yeah. that what it is? Well, yeah. I'm moving forward
0: crying, if you think... Oh, I had no, know. Minority Report, you actually had to do it. Mm. Okay.
1: So, I haven't done it. But,
0: but, I, if, you, but if, a, if a precog is reading your mind and they come yeah. across you thinking about what you're about to describe, Tom Cruise is going to kick the fucking door in then.
1: Yeah. And I'm not going to defend you. No, fair enough. <laughs> I knew it. I wouldn't defend you either. <laughs> because I still... But my worry about talking about this, even on the podcast, is that I still actually want to do this. Okay. And once I've talked about it on the podcast... Then, well, there is evidence that it's me who's doing it.
0: Or you could use the defense of if I was going to do the
1: crime, why would it be so stupid to talk about it on a podcast? Oh, you know what? That's a, that's a really good point. Okay, like and in fact, me saying this on air probably actually, like, people might be doing it themselves independently of me. They might have just been inspired yes, by this exactly. conversation. exactly. You yeah, know? so you should definitely tell us. Okay. Right? I'm so, going to murder children. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: going to steal a bus,
1: drive it off a cliff. But it's going to have all the My Family stickers Of all the people who are in the bus Uh, We're going to make uh, Like the My Family stickers But they're just going to be cock and balls Right And we're going to go around And stick them Like on the back of people's You know, when they've got their My Families And just like say the mum will have like a cock in her (laughs) mouth And like like I love it and you know, the dad might just have two cocks or a cock in his ear or whatever. And that's going to be, that's well, like, it's going it to be benefits. kind of a little guerrilla art sort of thing yeah, where right. we kind it's of just white-y. like, it's just us fucking with the little system a little bit. Yeah. But you know, I, I think that would be fun.
0: I think that's awesome. You should definitely do that. Yeah. And if, if it is illegal, It's one of the most hilarious crimes. The judge will love to try that case. It
1: will be... You know, it's going to be... It'll be legal precedent. Yeah. It will come up from you. If we were in America, they would base an entire episode of Law and Order around... (laughs) Every week, they try to wedge some fucking topical thing into Law and Order. And it's like, what's been in the news this week? Uh, Oh, this is a... uh, And then they have that warning at the start of Law and Order where they're like, this has no relation to anyone living or dead except for... It's pretty much exactly the same as the news you just were reading the <laughs> newspaper when we made this episode, and it'll ne- it won't be even that um, much disguised. It's always like she's a socialite and she got married for seventy two days, yeah, and yeah. then they got murdered. Like, and it's like, hang on, so fucking anyway. That was my point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what was my point. Cock and balls.
0: Oh, uh, and balls. Yeah. So- I was saying it's a hilarious. Yeah. Crime. Like, I mean, if you're gonna get if you're gonna go down for that, it'll be a ver- it'll be a slap on the wrist. I mean.
1: I Again, thought it made so me you'd be charged
0: a, with what? Like, uh, what's it, uh, public vulgarity? No is it. I guess
1: like the same things as graffiti. You swear get charged ch- indecent language. Yeah, um, public indecency.
0: Public indecency. But I think okay, it'd be, uh, I think uh, it'd uh, be uh,
1: more like graffiti, like destruction of public property okay. or something like that. Like,
0: but if you haven't destroyed the property, if you've stuck a penis,
1: well, some they, people would consider sticking a penis, like in you know their dog's ass, might what? They're well, sticking the
0: penis in the dog, Well, I mean, the dog, their... the dog there. You might be, there. Oh, you the might ass be like the cartoon dog. Yeah, the oh, cartoon I dog. You your might penis be in the ass of it. Okay. No, well,
1: no fair enough. That's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we all agree. <laughs> Let's not get too fucking radical about how we're breaking down the law. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you
0: read fucking Andrew Bolt? Oh, it must have been a couple of weeks. On gay out. gay marriage. No, the headline. I love... My yeah. favourite argument is the slippery slope. Oh,
1: slippery slope is the best argument of all time. Yes. <laughs> because so you great. can argue anything as a slippery slope. Exactly. Like, what next? Was it a gay marriage thing? Is yeah, that yeah, what yeah. it was? Yeah. What yeah. next, mate? I bet he went polygamy. Did he go polygamy? Uh, oh, fuck. What did he actually argue? Because my favourite one... No, he, he's... Yeah, go on. My favourite one is, what next, mate? Next, people want to marry the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that, that's not next. <laughs> that is nowhere near next. Like, there's heaps of gay people... Lots of them are already in relationships and raising children and, you know, productive and, you know, normal members of our society. And I think we've all – we're all cool with that. Yeah. No one in the world really believes if we let these people that we already let have committed relationships and raise children and, you know, operate as regular members of society, we that will- somehow if we let them, like, have a piece of paper that says that they're married, next people are, well, I'm fucking my VW Beetle then. <laughs> Well, now that they're getting married, I'm fucking a car. I know I've never fucked a car before, but yeah. I wanted to fuck it and marry it.
0: The, the whole idea of the slippery slope is so funny because it just, it takes away the idea of self-control. It's like people talk about the slippery slope with drugs, you yeah. know, the slippery slope with um, uh, uh, you know, alcohol or, 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 or graffiti. You know, Or if, you can't, if you're starting to sanction graffiti art, then all of a sudden you know, you're encouraging people. It's just people have self-control. Like most people have self-control.
1: But also the other thing is we decide as a society through the majority of us what we consider to be acceptable levels in everything. Mm. Like it's not a – nothing else is black and white either. Why do we let people drink? Why do we not let people drink until they're 18? Why do we let people drink and drive a little bit but we don't let them drink and drive a lot? Whatever you are talking about in life, we've always just gone, well, this is – We'll just
0: adjust it accordingly in yeah, a specific is, case.
1: This is what we feel like. This is like, as a society, we've kind of gone, this is what we're cool with. Like, I mean, yes. I mean, there was a time not so long ago that, you know, gay people couldn't, you know, live together or couldn't say they were gay. You know, it was against the law yeah. in like a lot of what you would consider modern places to be gay.
0: So, and even, But even the slippery slope argument against gay marriage, like the, the drug one, even though I don't agree with it, at least you can you can understand the logic behind it because it's like well look if uh, you know a teenager starts smoking pot then in ten years he could be a heroin addict and he could die and and you know and what that's not to genuine concern that could happen yeah because one and and the worst outcome from that is that someone may die whereas with it's gay rare marriage, it's rare that it's someone's gone the worst gone. thing that could happen is a guy marries his motorbike yeah <laughs> still not that bad you know what I mean
1: you're right that doesn't actually really harm anybody no in fact we should be encouraging more people to marry their cars <laughs> what is the problem with people marrying their cars.
0: Uh, well, people do it all the time. I'm sure every couple of years on the news, there's a puff piece about a bikie who's married his motorbike. Yeah. So it must be legal. Well,
1: Amy, uh, and I, I still wish I'd seen this, but Amy saw this documentary about the woman who married the bridge. Oh, yeah, we've talked about yeah. this. A bridge with
0: benefits. A bridge with benefits, right. If you're the kind of person who wants to marry your car, does that make movies like Transformers? Is that kind of like porn?
1: I don't know. I think maybe... Is it erotic
0: or do you want it in car form?
1: You can car yeah you'd be like Ugh. yeah i'm not into robots yeah i'm not weird. some sort of fucking sicko i'm into cars so too fast too furious and yeah right okay. those so sort of movies they'd films. be
0: great have you ever seen um david cronenberg's crash which is um surprising for cronenberg about someone with some, some sexual deviancy
1: yeah that's the one about where they is james spader in that yeah, they get and they crash by, cars
0: yeah yeah, yeah, like they. they and there's I was gonna say autoerotic asphyxiation, <laughs> but Auto, uh, auto-erotic, erotica
1: Yeah, no, but that's not what it is, because erotic here is automobile erotica.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Optimus porn. <laughs> and there's that scene where um, Rosanna Arquette, she plays uh, someone who oh, she's got like steel poles in her legs, but she's got these massive scars in the back of her thighs. And James Spader gets so horny, he fucks one of the scars. Do you remember that scene?
1: No. Yeah. There was a lot lot about that movie I don't remember though. Like, you know, I was like, that was in in a period of time in my life where I was seeing a lot of movies to impress people rather than that they were movies that I would actually enjoy. Because as you know, Uh, even though I love movies. You hate movies. I hate movies. I know you do. Like, I hate movies, Charlie. Movies, you know why? Because movies constantly disappoint me. Mm. Most movies I see are shit. And I just don't have any other entertainment in my life where I would put up with the level of shit that I do when it comes... Or disappointment or lack of return on my investment. Mm. Like, if I bought an album by someone and the album was shit, I would struggle to go back and buy, like, you know, another album yeah, by that person. Yeah, but you do the
0: same thing with films you do with albums. Is Like, you like Christopher Nolan. He hasn't let you down. So you will go
1: see a Christopher Nolan film. Adam Sandler. <laughs> but my point being this, that... I think just across the board, movies are shit. More often than not, movies are shit.
0: Um, I guess, it, but don't you have kind of moods where, like sometimes you want to see some brain food, sometimes you want some Adam Sandler, sometimes you want some hardcore pornography? Uh, and, do, and do you know things. what I have? What?
1: The internet. <laughs> <laughs> it will provide me all those things. No, like uh, t- television. Television, like, just delivers Time after fucking time after that's time, so much more reliably you know, than you movies me off.
0: My dad, when um, the AFL started went national and went super professional. My dad went to watch suburban footy. He was like, you know what? It's just not the same. It's too slick. It's too distant. He wants to get back to you know a, a shitter level, but you know, or not a shitter level, but like a, a different level of football. No, it's shitter level. What am I saying? Yeah. Why am I <laughs> being so nice to all those amateur footballers out there? But that's you, man. You're like, well. Movies are considered sort of the pinnacle of entertainment. That's where our biggest stars are. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to go back to the amateurs. Yeah. Watch TV. Except that... It's now becoming... More TV more, is better. Yeah.
1: It's more like... You know what it's more like? When one of those fucking wrestling competitions would spin off. Like, you know, there'd be times in the history of wrestling where the WWE wasn't always the mm. sort of cool... Like, it was still yeah, the big like AC, show.
0: ECW... WCW.
1: Yeah. And they were considered better wrestling, better stuff that was going on. And you know what happened?
0: The WWE fucking (laughs) shuffled those motherfuckers up. We don't want diversity. I was thinking about that the other day. I was watching the wrestling and they said they had, they've got 13 million Twitter followers all their not just the WWE account, but all their wrestlers personal accounts. So 13 million people, which is pretty massive number. And I was thinking to myself, fuck man, If you wanted to do a startup wrestling company, you're pretty much going up against like, that's like saying, I want to start a a hamburger restaurant. (laughs) You're going up against McDonald's, man. Like, and they can
1: fight. (laughs) So, you know. You just don't want to sign a contract with them if it's in the middle of the ring. I've seen the way they conduct their business, and it is brutal. (laughs) Like, not only are you like, they own the market, they own Twitter. When people think wrestling, they think WWE. It's going to be hard for us to start up in this market. But the other day, <laughs> I saw a- them conduct a business <laughs> meeting in the middle of a ring, <laughs> And it did not go well. <laughs> they are unreliable. They constantly break contracts. Often, the person in charge of the organization is a complete mystery and secret to everybody else within the organization. There is a lot of shit going on off air that should not be, and they still haven't managed to not learn to keep barbed wire under the (laughs) ring, even though there is absolutely no reason, no legitimate reason where you would ever need barbed wire. Under a ring in a wrestling arena. Like, sheep have never inv- been involved in the WWE. That barbed wire is unnecessary for the- every week. We're like, well, we better get some barbed wire. We'll just whack that another ring, just in case. Well, it's not just
0: barbed wire, but it- let's get a two-by-four and wrap some barbed wire around it to make it more easy to swing at someone. Not yeah. that we think anything's going to happen. No. We'll
1: just put it under the ring here yeah. for safekeeping. Just yeah, so no one can find it <laughs> under the ring. Like, I mean, they are... They'd be hard people to negotiate with, to go up against. Yeah.
0: I mean, but literally Vince McMahon would be, every documentary you've seen about Vince McMahon, like he is, like if you were going to do the stereotypical CEO, even though, you know, he plays a cartoonish version of himself, he is like that fucking big businessman. You know, he's ruthless. You screwed Brett.
1: I would love to see, like they should have done The Apprentice, but with Vince McMahon you know that TV show that like Donald Trump that's does that's a fucking great idea how fucking good would that That'd be that would be awesome yeah but then all the and people they'd have applying to be re- would have
0: to be ex-wrestlers because you know that's what happens as wrestlers get older they start moving into sort of yeah. like corporate positions yeah so you get that crop of retiring wrestlers and they're all competing to be in the office with Vince McMahon <gasps> they
1: should do a wrestling apprentice that's a great idea with ex-wrestlers in teams because you, know, you know these people who may have been enemies yeah, Charlie forced to work together forced to work together Jake the Snake and the
0: Ultimate Warrior <laughs> back finally <laughs> that's a great idea can you believe Bret Hart's fucking back like after what happened to him man sometimes and he looks old man you know what he looks like he's the kind he look, now looks like the kind of guy you see at kiss concerts yeah like his hair's really on stage thin. <laughs> yeah it's all grey he's still got it in that long it's just like oh dude I mean you were such a great wrestler and he held that fucking company on his back for so long they fucked him over and now he's
1: back you know what it is though it's like that thing where i don't think we live in a generation now where you're only ever going to see a band you love at their best at their prime yeah of course not they're always gonna come back now yeah that's it you know like much money to be made but in our lifetimes that's changed yeah yeah in our lifetimes there really has been that thing we're going i will see like you know people joke now like on twitter like you know when the white stripes uh, you know, broke up There was that great Like a tweet that went around Straight away it was going Tickets for White Stripes Reunion tour Blah, blah, blah <laughs> On sale now And you're like But that's What everyone expects will happen You hear a band's broken up And you're like Alright We'll catch them, you know Like when they do a reunion tour And it like So yeah. I think that's the world we live in Where you're just like If If you want to preserve someone In your memory You either have to stop You have to walk away yourself Yeah Or They need to die.
0: If Ringo and uh, Paul got together... And
1: you should make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) If you really love someone, kill Kill them. them. Is what I'm saying.
0: If Paul and Ringo got together with, say, Julian Lennon and, I don't know, George Harrison's...
1: I think George Harrison's son is a musician. Okay, so George Harrison's
0: son, and they went on tour to do only Beatles, like, the whole Beatles
1: catalogue. Would you go? Some people would go. Would you go?
0: You're a Beatles fan,
1: yeah? Uh... Not actually, you know what? Not like like I, I admire the Beatles. You understand and, their place. And the I history. like the Beatles. Okay, so what But you know, I no no, but that wouldn't actually, to be honest, that doesn't I've never even seen Paul McCartney and there's been plenty of opportunities over the years yeah, to Yeah, but
0: but I wouldn't see Paul McCartney either. But if I was a Beatles fan, I would. I am a Beatles fan. I think I'd I'd go, just out of curiosity. I mean I went and saw Guns N' Roses and the only uh like twelve <laughs> percent of that band was Guns N' Roses. Yeah.
1: There was half a gun <laughs> absolutely no roses that was
0: it's kind of funny that was the it was so bad I went with a bunch of friends of mine they're all like fucking headbangers from way back all now working you know uh, working. one works the tax department <laughs> Everyone's one <laughs> a gardening business but back in the day long hair fucking metal dudes so um, we went to that concert got to see Guns and Roses and it was so fucking bad and afterwards we were walking out going that was terrible and we'd seen been there in like 92 when they're actually at their peak yeah.
1: And but all, all of them, them were involved in the band. Yeah, and all of them in the band.
0: <laughs> but every fucking kid who was there, because there was a bunch of really sort of tween kids, they, were, they loved it. Yeah. It was like they had seen fucking Guns N' Roses, you know? And I, yeah. and I thought, well, that would be the same as if, you know, Ringo and, and Paul had come out for, you know, like our parents or something like that.
1: I went and saw, well, I, the, the best example for me is uh, I went and saw Black Francis, so Frank Black from The Pixies. Yeah. Like, I went and saw him a lot do his solo stuff, which I enjoy, but do not enjoy anywhere near as much as I enjoy when he was with the Pixies. And I would go to all those gigs on the... Because he was from the Pixies. Because he was from the Pixies, and on the faint chance he might like bang in a Pixies song or like, you know, and I really would. So I guess...
0: I went and saw, I think, who's the drummer from the Ramones? Is it Marky? The the, the last drummer they had, was it
1: Mark? Oh, I'm not good with my Ramones.
0: Whoever the last drummer was, he did a tour about... Four or five years ago He's the drummer <laughs> Where he played The Ramones songs And he got the Spazzies To play up front for him Yeah right And I, I went and saw him At the Corner Hotel And it was It was a Q&A And like gig So he would answer questions About the Ramones Because there's a bunch of Sweaty fucking rock nerds In there And he'd answer questions And play some songs And then the best bit Was he played that clip From The Simpsons Where the Ramones play Mr. Yeah. Burns' birthday <laughs>
1: And I'm not even sure that he was the drummer in the band when that clip was made, you know? like He was just like, well, that's the that's band what? that I'm in now. Yeah. <laughs> that's like John Stamos, like, rocking up at fucking Beach Boys documentaries yeah. and stuff, going, well, I played drums for a few tours, mate. <laughs> Don't. Did he actually tour with them? I just thought it was the music video. No, no, like... John yeah. Stamos
0: actually... Is a touring musician playing bongos.
1: Playing drums, yeah. Oh, he plays drums. I'm pretty sure it was John Stamos.
0: Yeah, that was John Stamos in Kokomo. Yeah. But and I just th- thought it was him in the...
1: Club. No, no, he came out to Australia with them. He actually... Toured with the Beach Boys. How much pussy
0: <laughs> would Uncle Jesse have got? Because that would have been like 1989. So step by step or whatever the fucking show was. Yeah. When he was Uncle Jesse. Yeah. That would have been coming out around about the same time. So he's a drummer yeah. in the Beach Boys. Yeah. And he's Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Like... Oh man, he must have just gotten sick of having sex. <laughs> <Don't> you reckon?
1: <laughs> like that is just fucking sexual dynamite for a woman. His uncle Jesse, and he's in a like a, some sort of floral shirt, which would have been no, very have trendy at the, the time. He would have been in a singlet, a day glow singlet, and white pants.
0: Bermuda, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck man, he would have fucked his way through Australia. He would have fucked more than Leonardo DiCaprio was apparently doing.
1: I enjoyed um, when he came out to Australia and he went on the Kerry Ann show. You know when he was either oh, drunk, high, or drunk or yeah. jet lagged. Apparently, yeah. a- according to- and if you've never seen the clip, it's it's really? genuinely one. <laughs> it's genuinely one of those things where you're like, I remember seeing it because Kerry Ann show for people who don't know it, so it's it's a, like a morning television show of like a a woman who was like a massive sort of star in Australia for a while. Yeah, and she's been around forever.
0: Yeah, you compare her to like she's a cross between. Ah, oh, like who's that? Uh, Diane, so- not Diane Sawyer. He's the one on the View, the older journalist chick.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, okay. Is it Diane yeah. Sawyer? N- no, no, that's, that's not, not who it name. is. But I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know who you're talking about. She's like, like a <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not as journalisty. She's a bit more well, showbiz. Daytime, yes, yeah, daytime yeah. She's kind of an old fader, but she's interviewed everyone, and she's like, and she's a legend of. What the fuck is that chick's
0: name? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know the one Is that famous about. clip of Clint Eastwood flirting with her? Yeah, I don't know. But she I was know. on in the Actors Studio. That fucking journalist. I think they've run out of actors to interview on that show. When they start bringing in journalists,
1: here's what um, I don't do: watch the View. Yeah. So I'm not really sure. Like, like I, I'm oh, very said
0: Barbara Walters. Oh, Barbara Walters. Is that, that is her? who it is. That's who it its Yeah, absolutely who it is. Yeah, yes. okay. who it so she, she kind of looks like Barbara Walters, yeah, but she's much more daytime game <laughs> she show. Doesn't obviously. really look like Barbara. She's blonde.
1: Walters. <laughs> She looks more like she would have been in the TV show Dallas or Dynasty. Yes. Like, okay, you know, she better. that's what she looks like. Yeah. And like a Joan Collins or someone like that, she's kind of one of those people who's like, still looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, despite that, you know, like she's, and still dresses up and yeah. like puts on she a bit like of showbiz. She from the Gold
0: Coast. She probably is from the Gold, possibly is from the Gold
1: Coast. I, th- I think she, she started as a... Um, I think she was a weather girl on some, like, local radio station up there. But she was on a a TV show I used to do called The Glass House. We had her on as a guest. And she was brilliant. But we found this photo, and it's of her at SeaWorld when she's 16. And she looks, like, seriously so hot. And she's in a bikini riding a dolphin. (laughs) Wow. Like, and it's just this photo from the paper of her on the back of a dolphin in a bikini. And, like, there was a lot of blowhole jokes, mate, basically. But... Stunning, she's absolutely amazing, stunning.
0: She's an amazing success story for a female to have stayed on Australian television as consistently as she has, and in the
1: time frame we're talking about, where that and was a, that was very it's unusual
0: because she's a female. What I'm saying, no, is no, but it's it an it, industry that's notorious for yeah. turfing women once they get over forty.
1: But that's the exact point. You're yeah. right. What you're saying is that in that time, it was very amazing for a woman to be able to do but that. But
0: she's still on TV, yeah, isn't she?
1: Well, she just. Been given the
0: oh yeah for what's her face yeah for
1: Sonia Kruger yeah right which is interesting
0: she must be getting shit loads of money you'd reckon Sonia Kruger because she'd be on big bucks at Channel Seven she'd yeah the golden girl yeah they've hasn't she done well from a background dancer from Strictly Ballroom to well, now like probably Tina I'm Sparkle
1: of... mate she was Tina Sparkle in Strictly Ballroom Something don't easy. you remember Tina Sparkle no I didn't really in like Strictly, Strictly Ballroom. Ballroom did you like that film not really no. no do you like
0: any of Baz Luhrmann's films
1: um Moulin Rouge Romeo and Juliet. I Would thought it, Romeo it, and Juliet was okay. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to watch it again. I love Romeo and Juliet.
0: That
1: yeah, really good. It's okay. And the
0: soundtrack's good too.
1: Yeah. No. The script's okay. <laughs> <laughs> talking about one of the greatest writers who ever lived. And it's like I
0: like the I like the fact that the cranberries are on the soundtrack. <laughs> the cranberries, someone like that. That uh, that soundtrack album, like. To me, that is. If I was to make a, a coming of age story about you know my first few years out of high school, yeah, it's that fucking soundtrack. Everyone played it, don't you reckon? It's a real kind of art uni, art uni hipster kind of soundtrack at the time when it came out.
1: Well, it's funny you mention the Cranberries because one of my first real memories of going to dinner parties. So I was at university and I would, like I was working in the press gallery, and so I would get invited to some dinner parties with like people who were like more young working journalists yeah. and so they'd be kind of a bit more like we're hip and we have dinner parties whereas I'd be like Where's I'm poor <laughs> and I can make an apple into a bowl <laughs> and so you would go to these dinner parties where they would drink wine and like talk about interesting things and
0: have you ever seen that French film I think it's the translation is called The Idiot and it's where a bunch of kind of wealthy successful people they have a dinner party where they all invite an idiot to yep. amuse each other you think that maybe Which I think is uh, also
1: dinner for schmucks. Yes. That yes. was...
0: Do You think maybe that's what was happening with you when you got invited? <laughs> <laughs> like, I found this fucking guy at Sydney Uni. He only wears
1: black. He fucking smokes weed through an apple. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something that I've never admitted. All right. But <sighs> I went to one of those parties and it was like... Re- the, it was the cool, hip, young sort of journalist from the press gallery. So... I think it was like Sarah McDonald who was like the Triple J Morning Show reporter yeah, yes. and yeah. and it was like the young, hip kind of journalist from the Sydney Morning Herald and the young, hip journalist from the age and they were all kind of mates. Mm. Some of them lived in the same house and they invited me to this dinner party. Wow. But you had to bring something, right? Like, so that <laughs> – so I <laughs> – kick in a box. Because I can't cook or anything. Like, I went to Baker's Delight. And bought some like pumpkin sort of herb scone things. And I pretend, I put them in like a Tupperware box and I pretended that I had made them. (laughs) You
0: brilliant (laughs) bastard.
1: Like I rocked up and everyone really fucking liked the scones. They were like, these are fucking delicious. You should like, and then from then on, if I ever like those, you should bring some scones. And I was like, oh my God, Charlie, I pretended. One of them calls you up and says, (laughs) Will! Will, I just got a scone from Baker's Delight. I think they're ripping you off. (laughs) You should sue Baker's Delight. And you're like, no,
0: no, no, no. It's like, no, it's okay, Will. We're going to pull our resources. We're going to sue Baker's Delight for you. They can't do this to you, man. You're like, no, no, it's okay, guys. Let it go.
1: Have I ever told the story on this podcast about how Jamie uh, Oliver stole my recipe? No. The Naked Chef? Yes. Never mentioned this? No. Okay. Um, Jamie Oliver, the Naked Chef.
0: I think we established that.
1: I didn't know if you were going to cut that bit or not, so I was like, I was I was giving you a clean in if you were cutting it, but you just leave it all uh, in now. Uh, this is all going in. Okay, on. all right, well, sorry. Um, uh, Jamie Oliver, the Naked Chef.
0: Yeah, we established that. I think we're stuck in a loop.
1: He came out Adam Spencer and I used to do a radio show together, and Jamie Oliver was in the country and doing interviews, and so we thought, let's try to do something that's a bit different. Yeah. So what we decided we would do is we would have a competition where we would both cook him breakfast because we did a breakfast radio show. Was that back
0: when Adam was fat?
1: Yep. Right. Like he went through- So my money's on him
0: because if I was like picking two guys to cook me breakfast, I'd go for the guy who looks like he likes the taste of food.
1: Yeah. Although Adam used to in those days, and I hope you'll forgive me for saying this, but it's just true. uh, Quite often he would go through these periods, like he was a bit like Elvis, like- it wouldn't surprise me like where you know how like Billy Bob Thornton or someone comes It can go
0: one of two ways just say your friend was a bit like Elvis can be like he's a rock star people loved him he had this magnetism or he, he ate, ate deep fried peanut
1: butter sandwiches on a toilet <laughs> no he um it wouldn't surprise me with Adam if he if, if he did that sort of thing where like you know Billy Bob Thornton just eats orange food yeah, yeah. like he, he would go through periods like that so he went through a period where he would only eat like barbecue chicken so he would go to like a barbecue chicken shop I don't know where you find one at fucking six o'clock in the morning and buy an entire barbecue chicken. And then you would just sit in the studio in the morning and eat an entire chicken.
0: <laughs> wow. That would have been when he's got healthy, though, yeah? Is that why he's eating the chicken? Because it's like protein and stuff? I
1: guess so. I get that, because so he went through all these periods. So then he got really fit and his. That's probably Atkins' he's, diet. He's really as fit well. now.
0: but That could have been Atkins' diet. Yeah, I know. He went, he's fucking turned into like the Terminator. It was amazing.
1: He, I saw him last night and he just looks unreal. Like he's just, he's in such good shape. He clearly is just like in charge of his whole fucking life. Whereas I, I, whereas I was like fiddling with the fridge in the corner of the room and going, does anyone know how we get this lock off the fridge <laughs> so I can drink those beers?
0: Well, in your, both your defence, you were doing fucking breakfast radio. That must fuck with your metabolism.
1: So we decided we would have this competition where we were both cooked uh, Jamie, Oliver, a meal. Mm-hmm. And Adam cooked him, I think, something quite elaborate. And I did like a jokey thing. Which was like, this is cheese on toast that you make when you don't have a griller. So what you do is you get, all you need is bread, cheese and a toaster, right? So you you get the bread, you put the cheese on top of the bread, you turn the toaster on its side, you put the cheese in the toaster. Isn't this
0: how you set fire to an (laughs) airport?
1: Well... (laughs) You didn't need to throw out the toaster every time you do it. That is, that is the only downside to this recipe, right? So that it's was forty-dollar toasted. Yeah, sandwich. it's a forty-dollar toasted sandwich. Oh, what makes it so nice? Oh, that you have to throw away a toaster <laughs> and buy a new toaster. So I've done that on the show. Three six months later, I'm watching Jamie Oliver's new series that has come to uh, the, the channel where they're showing it in Australia. I've tuned in. He starts an episode by going downstairs going we don't have time for the griller put some cheese on top of the toast Put some tomato sorry puts some tomato on top of the toast puts the cheese on top of the toast puts them in the toaster and like as a this is the way you do it and then it doesn't really work out because the tomato's too soggy and blah bon oh, blah blah. Throw out the toaster. <laughs> and that's what he's like. Seriously, like he's like, oh, that didn't really work out. And I'm like, not only did he steal my fucking recipe, do it on fucking worldwide TV to millions of people. Probably the most seen thing I'll ever do. Like was that moment. And he has fucking got it wrong. He's yeah. fucked it up. That could have been a sensation that I don't know. I even
0: look, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to question you, but. I don't think don't question in, me. I don't think you invented. Don't question me. Cheese, tasty, cheese. I invented
1: it to, to him. That. He had never thought of it before that. Did he did he say that to you at the yeah. time? He said that's inventive, or something. Pucker. He probably was, said it was pucker. He was patronizing He wasn't. Him. He didn't. Because otherwise, you would say, "Oh, I do that as well. I'm going to do it in my next show." But no, no fucking coincidence. He fucking did that. He stole my recipe. You reckon you could see? I thought about it. You know you I didn't. fucking thought about it. You fucking did not. Well, when, when I say I thought about it, what I meant was, I'd really like to dine at all his restaurants <laughs> for free. And I wonder if I complained, maybe he would let me do that. Why don't you think you've learned how to cook? I've got no interest in cooking. Yeah, me either. I've got interest in eating. Mm. Here's the thing. Like, if I'm going to have to fucking pay money for something, like, I want the person who's doing it See, I spend my time concentrating on other things. I don't have time to get good at cooking. There are people who have dedicated their life to cooking and they are the people that I will exchange the money I make for the thing that I am dedicated to do. Mm-hmm. I will give them that money and they will give me something better than I could have made myself. Don't you think That is that how the world works. But don't you think... That That's cooking- like my whole job is people going, I can't be bothered thinking of funny things myself. <laughs> I'm going to gather in a room and give another guy money to shout at us about funny things. I find that with cooking,
0: it's like a musical ability or like being able to draw. Some people just... Like Amy, amazing fucking cook. She's a very good cook. Like you can give her any anything, And, and she's, she's a very
1: instinctive cook. Yeah. Like she doesn't use recipes or anything. She no. just has kind of a that's what I mean, sense for what she likes and then she just, just makes some it. Some people, it's like... This it's, morning, she made me like seriously... I Like, I was out in my office working and she was like, do you want me to make you some breakfast? And I was like, yeah. And she made me this thing. It was like, she got this like sourdough bread and like, I don't know, deep fried it or put oil on it. And oh, then there was like, she'd made this bean and leek sort of stew and put it on top of the... And I was like, you just made that up. Yeah. Like, and you gave it to me in my house. Yeah. Like, this is better than I would get if I went out for breakfast. Yeah. Like, she is unreal. At I can't
0: me. tell the difference between like, like Gemma will she buy- hates
1: me, by the way, because I don't because <laughs> I don't eat meat. Ah, so she because right. she eats meat yeah. and she would cook like awesome stuff all the time. But she has to like cook, you know, shit that I can eat. Yeah, but that's
0: hates uh, it. But that's just you can just say she it. hates it. She it's, it's she literally challenge. hates it. You should just say, baby, it's a challenge. She hates it. It's as challenging as Charlie, you can eat, a challenge. Charlie, the, of the of amount
1: of times she seriously fucking is like, I'll oh, just try some. <laughs> just, don't you ruin. It. Maybe we could all of that together. She literally like. The other day I was eating something that had, had meat juice on it. Yeah. And she was like, do you like the taste of that? Like it was like she was going, the first one's free. Mm. But then after that.
0: Well, Gemma was vegetarian for like 12 years but when we met. And then halfway through our relationship, she started eating meat again. And I never, <clears throat> I never pushed it on her. But I think it was just like after years of exposure just like you know she couldn't help herself she was surrounded by this it was it was painful like i understand amy's dilemma because we'd always have to cook two meals
1: yeah
0: i went vegetarian for about a year and it was easier but it didn't taste as good <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a fussy it's easier to cook but it wasn't
1: it i'm not a fussy good. eater No, you're not. like i i'm very very <laughs> know, happy when you
0: say vegetarian meal like i've seen you eat like um, potato chips with like an onion a, stew, a pickled onion on top you're yeah. Like, well yeah that's dinner got my carbs got my
1: vegetables <laughs> yeah. but that's true like I literally am like I go, I will go anywhere and I will find something if it is something. a solid mass I can
0: yeah. put down my throat without yeah. poisoning
1: myself that's I feel right. like I'm the MacGyver of that eating because a I, I just you're take your
0: girlfriend me. is such an amazing fucking cook and you would eat a fucking moldy sponge if you put enough sugar on it <laughs> <laughs>
1: What a waste of... I can see why she's angry. You know what I mean? She's like, A, he doesn't eat what I want to eat. And B, he thinks everything is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> he has no way to discern. If only I could take my attitude to food into movies. Yeah. If only I could feel like that. And the thing I enjoy about going to the movies quite often is the food. Yeah. Like I, I will happily go out to the movies to see something I know that I'm not going to enjoy. Just
0: They're My local, the Randwick Ritz... They do a fucking um, dynamite little uh, uh, sweets package. It's called, oh, called. I think it's called spiders. And it's not the ice cream and, and soda. What they get is fried noodles, and they dip it in fucking chocolate. So it's clusters of fried oh, noodles in milk chocolate. That's is. Is
1: just something that someone thought of when they're high. Yes, and that's why I love
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like these things, like they yep. mix it in with some pe- like chocolate peanuts and M and M's and maybe like a raspberry snake or something. But like you have never, you can feel your your artery is clogging. Yep. You can feel like your love handles growing. It's so rich. It's like eating dark matter. Yeah. <laughs> so Brilliant. much
1: power in such a small bite. I was at a Christmas party the Let's other day some. and it was it was at a bowls club and they were serving tiny little mini ice creams. So, you know, the ones that are in the tiny little cone. I haven't seen tiny ice creams. Oh, dude. Sure it was an ice cream. Dude, no, seriously. So they got like, imagine you just shrunk like an ice, cream. an ice cream. So it's got the tiny little cone and then it's got the color at the top. So it might be a chocolate or vanilla or mint or whatever, but it's got a layer of chocolate that is that flavour over the ice cream and they're just like mini little sort of – like I literally ate about 19 of them. (laughs) Like what what colour is that one? I'm going to eat that. Because you know how I talked about on this show before about how if I could like be rich, that the thing that I would really like to do is like only ever eat finger food yeah, because I just enjoy things in smaller portions and it was so tiny ice creams. Tiny ice creams. And I had another thought. I had another thought about my plan to have the – the little people employed to serve me the... Because that's what I want. I want yeah, it all in ninjas, perspective. Yeah. I want little people in, with Peter tiny, tiny foods yeah. <laughs> serving me. But I've thought of something else that I want. I want them to be ninjas.
0: Because you won't rest until every late 90s comedy reference <laughs> I <want them> to <laughs> has made it into I this hypothetical. Want, I want them to be...
1: No, I just... I like the idea. And Pauline Hanson has to be there. <laughs> I just like the idea that they are not only sort of the people who serve me my food, but they're kind of my crack bodyguards. Mm. They're ninjas. I want a fucking fleet of ninjas who will protect me when I'm out and about or whatever, because I'm a wealthy guy now and people are going to fucking come at me. Um, but they also serve me tiny food. That's all I want, Charlie. Is that too much to ask? Yes. It's oh. ridiculous. <laughs> um, now you, uh,
0: I always forget the name of this thing. What's that thing you do in radio where you hype something up before it happens?
1: Like um, pre. Uh, I like give it a bit of sizzle
0: yeah no no but what's the thing it's, you, you, it, there's a word for it in radio where you talk about like preamble it's a pre sell,
1: pre sell. is, is it pre I don't know you
0: worked in radio for like 500 years
1: yeah I know but I have been sacked a couple of times so <laughs> well we love what you're doing really yeah. funny love
0: the chemistry but uh, yeah. you don't know forward
1: it... promote <laughs> is it forward promote
0: yeah back announce forward what's the opposite forward of back promote. announce is it... no that's not what it is Call Adam Spencer. He'll know. I oh,
1: yeah. want someone who works in radio. I'm doing a fucking, I'm doing a podcast a in pre- your fucking front room, <laughs> like on equipment that we're not sure is even fucking working. How do you, how do you think I know about fucking radio? I
0: just, I'm sure. I just thought you would have known. It's one of those things they drop in. It's like you know, I know what a best boy
1: is. What is a best boy?
0: It's a lighting, a, a, your lighting guy's assistant.
1: It's fucking up themselves, <laughs> isn't it? That that's the best boy. The lighting guy's assistant. In no fucking universe is the lighting guy's assistant the best boy. Where does that come from? <laughs> Do you know? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Know. Well, that's a good segue. Anyway, Charlie, you've got an excellent <laughs> segue. Because quite interesting facts. You know, the, the derivation of words, those sort of Quiff. things. Yeah. You know?
0: Quite interesting facts.
1: Oh, quiffs. quiffs. Okay, quiffs. Yeah. Um, I like an interesting fact. I will uh, buy a certain variety of juice because under the top of their lids, they have a little fact. Because I enjoy, you know, knowing about things.
0: I just had a brainwave. You know, we talk about a sign-off for the show. Yeah. What about we give an interesting fact?
1: We could finish the show with an interesting fact. Every week. We'd have to come up with an interesting yeah, fact. I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got toefop facts. And they're easier. Yeah, because they're right. just things we reckon be... said with conviction. Yeah. <laughs> they're heaps easier facts. Right, good <laughs> the other one would involve us researching. Do you have a fact for this week? I hate this podcast. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, you know what that should be our sign off because the sign off has to sum up your show entirely so the sign off should be I hate this show and that's a fact <laughs> that's a fact this show sucks that's a and fact. that's a fact <laughs>
1: it's hard to know what to do as a sign off like we were hoping that it might naturally develop yeah but it hasn't really so you don't like um, (laughs) I'm Charlie Clawson (laughs) the show is awesome (laughs) I didn't mind it I just felt like depending on how long we want to do the show for
0: it doesn't it doesn't encompass you enough we need a sign off oh Uh, no 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 man no no because I think it should encompass the show (laughs) like it should Uh, it should say something about the show I don't mind the idea that (laughs) I hate this fucking show and that's a fact (laughs) But maybe we're being too maybe we yeah. too self deprecating.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. maybe. I don't know. Sometimes like one of my favorite podcasts and, and some guys who've been on this show and that we absolutely love is a podcast called Walking the Room. So if you're new to this podcast and you're like um you know looking for other stuff to listen to, like I highly recommend Walking the Room. And I, I think it's hilarious. But there is times on that podcast <laughs> where you're like, guys Just hug it out. Just hug it out. <laughs> I know you like each other. You gather together every week. Yeah. You're, lo- you're both lovely, lovely men. Yeah. just <laughs> I know. It's, I've
0: said it before, but that show, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, we're about to hear like a friendship disintegrate right in front of us.
1: Somebody said to me the other day though, and I think this is a brilliant fucking bit of casting, is that... Um, Statler and Waldorf. Statler and Waldorf in our and fucking... Muppets. Gritty Reboot of the Muppets. We get Greg and Dave up yeah. in the balcony doing fucking fucked up walk in the room shit.
0: Yeah, Greg, Dave, if you're listening, you're yeah. down with our uh, Gritty Reboot of the Muppets, and you'll yeah. be Stutter and Waldorf. Yeah, you'll have to audition, but
1: yeah, I mean, you are against Gene Hackman and, and Jeff Bridges. <laughs> you'll be fine, but but you guys have a natural rapport already. They've got two, they've got two Oscars, yeah, but you have a rapport, <laughs> you have a closet, so. Should be fine. Um, quite interesting facts right. is the reason uh, that I've brought you here today, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> brought me here to my house. <laughs> that was all part of my cutting plan. Uh, <laughs> it been 10 years in the making. Uh, there's a TV show uh, called QI, uh, which stands for quite interesting, but obviously it's a play on you know, IQ, QI. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> yeah.
1: You might need to strap yourself in for this one, Charlie, if if I've lost you. I-Q-Q-I. I I don't get it. It was like that moment in Reality Bites, you know, the whole Evian is naive, spelled backwards, (laughs) and that was like everyone at a party, like months after Reality Bites, would try to like pass that off as if that was their own observation. Yeah,
0: yeah. So QI is a yep. play on IQ, the yep. film with um, Walter Matthau, Tim Robbins and Meg Ryan, where he plays Albert Einstein. Exactly. So.
1: <laughs> For all you Tim Robbins enthusiasts out there. I like that film. I didn't think that was that bad a film. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. And this is from
0: a guy who hates movies. I know. You fucking IQ a pass where you've got Walter Matthau playing Albert Einstein.
1: Yahoo! <laughs> I, I give everything with Walter Matthau a pass. I don't think I ever saw anything. I mean, obviously Jack Lemon and Walter Mathau would be our ideal Statler and Waldorf enough, if we yeah, could make yeah. that shit happen. Yeah. You know, they, those guys just bring the fucking A game. But yeah. Mathau was the best man. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Ma- he looked like a he. He looked like a human muppet. Yeah, definitely. You wouldn't actually need to create a muppet. <laughs> you just get his old leathery face
1: up there. Yeah, <laughs> people go, wow, that's the fakest looking muppet I've ever seen. <laughs> no, that's literally. Walter Matthau's face (laughs) they embalmed him when he died and we have torn his face off and we've got one of our puppeteers our amazing puppeteers to learn how to operate his face and that's it's not you couldn't do it with CGI oh we could have but we chose not to
0: what about controversial casting what about speaking of dead old guys who would have been good as Steppler and Waldorf what about uh, Columbo
1: oh Peter Fork Fork.
0: no maybe he's too much I couldn't see him as a stutter or Waldorf could you
1: I saw I saw Peter Falk's house.
0: What? Oh, on the that celebrity tour. Yeah.
1: Did. Have I talked about this?
0: <laughs> we haven't talked about Peter Falk, but we've yeah. talked about the celebrity tour.
1: Oh yeah, so I did a celebrity tour and um we went past Peter Fox's house.
0: Was he alive at the time?
1: No. Oh. No, no, that's how we knew it was his house. It was heaps of people just leaving stealing his shit. Oh. <laughs> people looting his stuff. Ironically, all the com- all the criminals he had put away <laughs> the actors over the years. The
0: Hollywood's a tough town; a lot of unemployed now. So, ironically, every actor who played a crime
1: <laughs> got their final revenge <laughs> by looting Columbo's out.
0: You know, it's a TV show; you and didn't really send you to jail. Just by coincidence, every guest actor in that show happened to be a paranoid schizophrenic who actually thought
1: that he had sent them to jail.
0: Sorry they
1: looted his house And when they they robbed his house They would run in And they would take Like the DVD player And they'd run out And then they'd run back in And go Just one more thing (laughs) (laughs) That was more You did something like that right Yeah that's right I'm not really Right up on my Columbo (laughs) references It was in in that area. It was in the area, You're like that
0: guy who goes to see a gig with your mates and you don't like the band that much. And it's like the Foo Fighters or something and you're trying to sing on the chorus and you fuck up the chorus because you don't actually know it that well. You knew enough to get a few words out.
1: I know. I was was already committed. (laughs) I was already committed. When halfway through, I went, I don't really have the goods to land this, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You just fucking
1: hit the ejector seat. I'm pretty sure I can land this without killing anyone, but it won't be. Make sure everyone's got rid of their coffee <laughs> because it's going to be a bumpy, it's gonna be a bumpy landing. Uh, okay, so there's a TV show called QI. Uh, it's hosted by Stephen Fry um, and uh, there's a guy called Alan Davies who's a very, very funny comedian on it as well. And it's a very popular um, UK show. And the whole show is basically just funny people being quite interesting or learning. So the whole kind of premise of the show is basically a lot of the times that the things that you instinctively know are actually wrong. So they'll have a big forfeit thing. So like if you say the answer that everyone expects is the answer, like I, so here's a question, for example, I'll give you a question and you can play along. Um, how many legs do octopuses have? Eight. Ma, And that would be like the forfeit because that's like what everyone expects it is, but it isn't. They have like six legs and two arms or two legs and six arms. Or oh, very funny, like, Dexter. <laughs> yeah, but like, but it's all based on, you yeah, know, it's, it's real stuff, yeah. right? So um, they did a tour of Australia, and they were doing live shows at the show. So they had Stephen and Alan, and then they'd get like local people to do the show. And I got to do it up in Brisbane. And the the reason that I uh, that I talk about that is that I have the list of the questions that they got asked on the show. Cool. Like that we got asked on the show and I thought yeah. I might ask yeah, yeah. you and you could see... Do you want to
0: make any predictions about how many I'll get wrong?
1: Well, I mean, the whole point as... You, look, well, it's there's two... trigger discussion, look, not there's right. Yeah, there's two things that we have going here, which is that obviously the whole premise of the show is that often the most obvious answer is not the right answer. Yeah. But sometimes the most obvious answer is the right answer. Okay? Enough of your riddles, old man. <laughs> so... Uh, Here's the first question. This is the first question. Uh, Name a pizza topping that eats insects. Venice fly traps. (laughs) A pizza topping? It's got to be a pizza topping. Uh, uh, That eats insects. Yeah. Name a pizza topping that eats insects.
0: Uh, Like, Can it be like a pig that goes into the sausage?
1: No. I mean, it probably could be, but that's not the correct answer.
0: Um, is this how they conduct it? Like q and A? Q&A like this? <laughs> um, is it uh, is it a, a, a an animal or a plant?
1: It is a plant. Hmm. Capsicum. No, tomato. Okay, tomatoes. What happens Eat is insects. Yeah. So what happens is when so when, attack of the killer tomatoes. Is yeah, literal. <laughs> yeah, but about insects. So often when insects will land on tomato skins, they kind of like essentially absorb. The insects into them and like take their nutrients and that's in tomatoes. Wow. Yeah.
0: How does that happen? Like, how does it absorb them?
1: The show is only half an hour. Okay. So we don't go into all the (laughs) details. I don't (laughs) don't know the rest of that, but that's pretty amazing, right? That's the tomatoes just kill. Okay. (laughs) The tomatoes kill insects. The tomatoes kill. Okay. And now I feel like I can't eat tomatoes either. Uh, Okay. Second question. Yeah. Where would you rather spend time? In a vomit comet. Or a vomitorium. Well, a vomitorium
0: is from ancient Rome, right? That's where when you'd have like your orgy and stuff, and you'd glutton out on food, and then you would go and you'd vomit into a little r- in a room. Bah,
1: bah, bah, bah. No, that is not the answer. Ah. And you know what? Because that's the common misconception is yeah. that in the Roman times that they were so like you know pigging out that they had a place where you would go and sp- like oh, I think that's a good idea, by the way. Yeah, I still think that's. You
0: should have every, every house should have. A vomitorium. That's vomitorium that.
1: I'm going to run for politics And my pledge is By the year 2020 Every house in Australia Will have a vomitorium <laughs> Now don't you think That you could open a restaurant To the high end of town That included a vomit Like so people could go around Because how many times Have you been in a restaurant And gone oh, I wish that I wasn't full of food Because I could eat all that again Like rich mm-hmm. people would pay For the privilege To be able to go and vomit And then have another crack No no
0: no I don't think so no one wants to vom- no one wants to vomit
1: but what if you could go back and eat a, a, a delicious meal again I couldn't do it do you feel like eating after vomiting <sighs> not really I suppose oh, that is the floor in my plan but they have some sort of oxygen maybe
0: a vomitorium at like a pub right because I've seen dudes spewing, <laughs> and, spewing <laughs> and keep drinking
1: you know what I mean because yeah. spewing up booze but then is... there'd be people pissing in the vomitorium and <laughs> yeah, you be like you know, is that the weird girls all queued up <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, so what's a, no, what's a vomit comment? Okay. What's the answer? Well, um, the correct answer would be you'd prefer to spend time in a vomitorium because a vomitorium is uh, it is from those sort of times. But the vomitorium was some sort of corridor in between, like the stage and like the sort of the wings, ah, and like you know. Right.
0: So there'd be no vomit in the vomitorium. No there, was, vom- there do- is
1: no vomit in the vomitorium What's a vomit like Chris comet? Rocks there is no sex in the champagne room <laughs> there is no vomit in the vomitorium uh, a vomit comet is the nickname for what they test uh, oh, astronauts, astronauts in, in they spin them around in zero yeah when they're doing the space shuttle thing uh, motherfucker would you like to go to space uh, no like no.
0: no no I'm terrified no, int- no interest it's in my same I don't like going on boats either I don't like being surrounded by nothing I need things,
1: <laughs> but like they the give you. Simplistic they answer. give you stuff when you go into space. What do you mean? Like I
0: mean, you the get food and, and like DVDs no, no. But the idea of floating out with nothing around me terrifies me. That's why I like I I get scared going on boats because if the boat went down and I was floating on a life raft, like in the middle of the ocean, that would that's my worst fear.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So no, I don't want to go out of space. I'm I'll go to am gonna another...
1: have to cancel that uh, space trip. T- that space trip I had planned <laughs> with me and Lance base to Earth too. I would go to another planet.
0: Yeah, I just don't want to be floating around in space. Yeah, right. I go to other countries. I don't want to just be, you know,
1: floating around in the water. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Fair enough. I would love to go to space. I would love to go on a fucking rock. like I literally, if I didn't have to learn how to do it, like that's a bit but that I don't you want died
0: to do. Doing it. You know, there was some problem with the spaceship or whatever. Don't expect people to be like, "Oh, that's a tragedy." People would be like, "Well, that fucking idiot! Like, he did the most dangerous thing a human could do. We're not meant to go out into outer space." Don't
1: care, one way or the other. All right, so you don't care. Don't care, one way or the other. So what when the say so when, when doing, the press when the press knock on my door do and they care. say,
0: "Charlie, yep. you were Will Anderson's podcasting partner. Do yep. you have a, a statement to make about him dying in this tragic accident?" Yep breaching uh, the Earth's atmosphere. Are you like, well, he's a fucking idiot. He had a really good career. His life is going great. And he decided to do the most dangerous fucking thing in the world. I'm glad he's dead.
1: I would do it. Like tomorrow, if somebody came to me and said, like, like realistically, we've, we, we want to send a, <laughs>
0: we've run out of monkeys. <laughs> We'd like to send you to outer space. And you get in the cockpit and there's like a red button and a green button. They feed you peanuts to make you press one. It's like, guys, you're going to just, Told me how to steer the fucking ship. I don't need the buttons. Shut up. let you get you. All right. How about that? You're allowed to go into outer space, but you have to go up in the same conditions that the Russians were sending monkeys and dogs up in in the
1: 50s and 60s. Um, well, how often am I fed? Uh, I don't know how long to go. <laughs> I'd like three meals a day uh, and maybe some coffee. Or some sort of hot beverage. Can okay, I hot but beverage? you are going
0: to be strapped into a chair and you're going to get electric shocked. If I do what? No, it's if you do make a mistake. That's well, I'm not going to make any mistakes. I'll concentrate. All right, monkey. <laughs> 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 that's I'm, what that. That's, hey, you sound a lot like the last chimp we set up. <laughs> but when we asked him to hit the red button and he just kept eating peanuts and throwing his shit at the computer screen. You all start off really uppity, monkey. <laughs> I'm not a monkey. I'm a human being. My name's Will Anderson. i volunteered for
1: this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <don't> taste me. <laughs> My, the whole premise is that I'm a human doing it the way a monkey did it. Not that I am actually a monkey. <laughs> oh, you're an uppity monkey.
0: <laughs> Break your jaw. <laughs>
1: Why are you treating me like a prisoner? We all agreed that this was the right thing to happen. <laughs>
0: he picks up his blank. I oh, got a problem with his monkey. This <laughs> latest monkey you sent us, he thinks he's human.
1: We all signed consent Yes. <laughs> Call my own manager. I would fucking love to go to space, and I wouldn't care if there was a risk of dying. If someone came to me, well, there spa, is, So <laughs> you're in luck. Good. Makes it more fucking hardcore to do. If someone came to me tomorrow and said, hey, we can send you into space, you know, like there's other astronauts, you're going in some sort of like, they want you to document, you know, what it's like and, you know, bring it back to people and, yeah, and we'll share
0: a, We want you to find uh, a, a Martian and have sex with it. <laughs> if that was the condition, right? So, so about the Somewhere thing.
1: Adam Sandler's like buying a new car based on that premise for his latest bill. All right,
0: so NASA come to you and they say, hey, look, we haven't disabled the space program. It's still running. We'd like you to be the first man to Mars. But here's the thing. We have, all our intelligence tells us that there is life on Mars. There are definitely uh, alien beings on that planet, Martian beings on that planet. We want you to go there and have intercourse with one of them and come back and report on it.
1: What do they look like? We
0: don't know. We've just got these heat." Uh, imaging. Will they be safe? Yes, they appear to be uh, friendly. Okay. They have no teeth. Oh, claws. well, Brilliant. We believe they're made of a
1: gelatinous <laughs> substance. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm already in. You don't have to. I'm, for the sake of humanity. you are fuck a different species. Yeah, though. definitely.
0: Hey, everybody. <laughs> this guy's fucking Martian. You failed the test, Mr. Anderson.
1: I would. I would I'd do it for human kind. That's, I mean, Oh, for a dinner party story. You wouldn't go fuck a horse. If I, all right, how about this? I'll send you to Mars if you fuck a horse. Because <laughs> that's essentially <laughs> the same thing. No, you're going to fuck is, another species. No, no, I was going to save humanity. That's different. Not saving humanity, you're just going out of space for yourself. That was oh, the deal. Oh, oh, like literally, that was the whole deal. I didn't have to fuck the Martian. I just fucked them for the trip. Yeah. Oh. Oh, no, well, that's different. I thought I was doing saving some humanity. public service. I thought I well, oh, like, we're you know, not going to kill you if no, you don't fuck one of you us. You
0: are. You are saving humanity, yeah. but you're saving humanity from boredom because what we're going to do is film the whole thing <laughs> and broadcast it live. It'll be the highest rating show ever. Human flown to Mars to fuck gelatinous
1: blob. <laughs> Keeping up with the Anne Martians. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Why not? I mean, seriously, Charlie. Otherwise, I'm just going to fade into well, irrelevance. They've, got, they've and got no, they've got no way forever. of telling if these Martians will consent.
0: So you might actually be raping. Oh no, no, no,
1: Get someone else, mate. <laughs> I'm, not rap- I'm not raping. I'm no not raping. I'm not raping. No, <laughs> that is where I draw my line. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Yep on up, the Facebook page is really good. Like I, we both kind of you know get on there and I check it every day. Yeah, and I love when people like send in shit that relates to stuff we've been talking about. It's awesome. You can find us on Twitter at tweetfop. Uh, if you liked any of the quotes from the show, write them down, post them on the internet to, uh, with the um, hashtag uh, #tofopquotes. And there's a like a, a a girl who does a a site called Down uh, Quotes, and she retweets them and stuff. And it's cool. It's fun because I just, I feel, well, it's fun for me anyway because I'm just like. We talked about that. What did I say? <laughs> I wrote the Martian. Please do not ride that on the internet. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can rate the po- podcast at iTunes too. That helps with us where we're on the on the charts. That's awesome. Um, can I plug um, some things? Yeah, I'm well. sorry. That's what I always <laughs> do. Uh, my say. Uh, my new show is on sale. Uh, for yeah, I know. The show you haven't written yet. Yeah. So,
0: in good conscience, you can sell a show you haven't written.
1: If you are willing to take a risk on the fact that I can, in between now and when these shows actually happen, like essentially, I've come up with a, out with a curtain and I've said to the audience, Charlie, behind this curtain may be a show. Yeah. <laughs> are you behind this curtain is either a car wreck or a golden fountain? I'll... Now, based on the last fifteen or sixteen years of the, me bringing out this curtain, what do you? suspect it will be and that's basically is what I'm saying to people I've not started writing yet but it's going to be fucking awesome um, you can buy tickets to uh, Adelaide Brisbane and Melbourne if you go to willanderson.com.au those um, three cities are all on sale the show is called Willarius uh, which will either in mean the radio
0: head I- said they yep. do. we're releasing an album I yep. uh, haven't written it yet but if you want to listen to it you've got to pre-order it now six months in advance would you pay for it? yep track record
1: well, I don't think that's actually the perfect analogy. I think if, if Radiohead were doing a tour, like, and, you know.
0: The only way it could go is if you bought them six months in advance.
1: Yeah, and you would know that they're going to play pretty much all their new stuff. Like, you know, so this is the thing. You're going, will I buy tickets to the tour even if they only play their new stuff, which I've not heard yet? Yeah, right. Right? Yes. And so what I'm saying is that I am Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. Don't
0: rate Martians.